Rock It Out podcast is brought to you by TIOPodcast.com. Did you know there are more than 500,000 people homeless in America? Many of these people need access to pads and tampons. So Talk It Out is dedicating April 1st through May 25th to our annual pads and tampons drive. People like you can donate to paypal.me slash talk it out or cash out talk it out podcast to contribute to the cause now here's your show talk it out podcast what's up everybody welcome to talk it out podcast this is your girl gabby and kt and we are here with another episode thank you guys so much for checking out our last one with dr stacy Patton. Spanking is abuse. If you haven't checked that one out, go there and listen to it on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash Talk It Out, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Hit us up on social media, Facebook at Talk It Out Podcast, Instagram at Talk It Out Podcast, and Twitter at Talk It Out underscore pod. Today we are joined with the lovely ladies of Lighting Myself on Fire Podcast again. We're going to be talking about religion. Well, we are Lighting Myself on Fire Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. I always forget Facebook, but it's facebook.com slash Lighting Myself on Fire. Twitter at LMOF Podcast. Podcast. Instagram at Lighting Myself on Fire Podcast. I just want to go around the table. We're just going to do, I'm going to ask some questions here. And then basically, uh, one at a time, you guys can answer. Um, and we'll just start with Emily, Melissa, and then Hannah. We'll just go down that way again, like we did previously. Um, so how I kind of want to start it out, um, with you guys is, so Melissa and, uh, Emily, you guys more recently became agnostic, correct? Yes. Right. Okay. So, uh, Gabby, I don't know if you guys know, but Gabby is a Christian, Joy is as well, and then I'm an atheist, and of course we have lots of debates and we have lots of things like that that we talk about, all regarding religion and things. So, I guess my question is, why? Uh, Why did you guys become agnostic, and what kind of changed your mind? Part of it for me, um, this is Emily, by the way, I you know, raised in Texas, we grew up Baptist, actually, and we went to church, uh, I think when I was younger, up until I was like seven or eight, and then for whatever reason, we just stopped going. Um, I don't know, but the reason I, I just figured, like, I'd like to, be, like, I, I'd like to believe, sure, that, that everything has a meaning, and that there's some otherworldly power out there, but I just, I never felt really connected to it, and I don't know. I just, I, I'm more of, I need to see proof of it and I didn't see anything. So I, I am agnostic and that's why I didn't. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of fell into it. Um, so I was raised Methodist and I went to church probably until I was in middle school or something. And then my family stopped going. So we had like a lot of dust in the family and like, it, oh, like my parents just couldn't step foot in a church again because they didn't feel like it was fair. And I agreed with them because it was just horrible circumstances that, that it happened in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did stay. Well, I called myself a Christian, quote unquote. I was not a good person by any means. Um, when I was talking about my religion, how I felt like Christians were being persecuted and blah, blah, blah. And like how like we were just like not understood. We're just so misunderstood. But um, when I finally got to college and like was able to leave like my hometown and go to another Bible Belt town in the middle of nowhere in Texas, um, I started meeting more people, becoming more open-minded. And I think 
for me, it's a very interesting thing that I actually don't really believe anymore because I am like a very creative person. Like I love fantasy writing. I'm a literary writer. I studied creative writing in college and it's just a very interesting thing for me. Cause like, I want to believe in magic and miracles and all that kind of stuff, but I just can't because I like Emily was saying like, I need proof. I need facts and I'm agnostic, but I like, I believe something had to create science in the world and everything in it, but whoever created that for us want like created it for a reason. And we need to follow science and follow factual evidence to like progress in the world. So hmm. that's kind of like my thought process on it. Sorry. I was just going to say, I agree. I think college was also where I kind of like, college was very important to like, I, I never, Yeah. I never identified really with calling myself a Christian. And so I think college was really where I kind of, Yeah figured out that oh there's some there's other options what what is <laughs> right <laughs> so uh yeah just just like uh, Emily and Melissa I grew up in the church we I was raised a uh, southern baptist and um I actually struggled a lot as a kid I mean but just like most Christians I was baptized when I was seven I, mean, I accepted Christ as my savior when I was seven and I was baptized um but following that I just felt completely disconnected from the church and it was just something that we did it was just a routine um, I, my story is kind of backwards from everyone, actually. Hmm. Um, and I taught VBS, vacation Bible schools, and I was my parents were deacons and youth leaders and ministry leaders, and it was just a part of a lot. It just was. And it wasn't until college, I went to the same college as Emily and Melissa, where I met other people and for the first time had to actually defend what I believed because it wasn't, it was no longer everyone believed the same thing. So no one was asking anything. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I was actually at this open-minded place where people were like, okay, but why this doesn't make any sense. And college was a really hard time for me. I went through a lot of personal things and I kind of turned from God a little bit. I mean, I would still go to church when I went home for the weekends and still clean myself as a Christian, but I had completely given up on, I was just, um, I was just going through a lot and I just didn't, want to believe in any kind of hope but after college moving up back up here and kind of um finding myself again and just kind of rejuvenating who I am as a person I have um really strengthened my relationship with Christ and my belief in God so it's kind of the exact opposite of Emily and Melissa so as I've gotten older my uh, my beliefs have actually gotten a lot stronger than they were when I was just um in in the church because I had to, but now I go to a different church from my parents because it's um because it's what it's my choice and I I go when I feel I can listen the most and I don't go when I feel um not up for it you know so right. for the for the first time in my life my religion is my choice for me as an atheist there are so many different um, stereotypes and things like that that are plagued on us we're devil worshipers and we're you know <laughs> like in actuality we don't believe in anything so like uh, what are you talking about so <laughs> it's it's just there there are so many different um, stereotypes that can go along with being agnostic as well as being an atheist as well as being a christian as well as being religious there's mm-hmm. so many different ones so my my next question to you guys would be would be what is your specific beliefs and uh mm-hmm. gabby you can also go in on this one as well if you'd like okay i'll let y'all go first specific like religious beliefs 
Yeah. What is your what is your specific belief? Do you believe that, you know, there is a higher power and there's lower power? Are you like because no one I feel like whenever we talk about religion, we never really talk about like what those specific beliefs are. Even in Christianity, Mm -hmm. there are Mm -hmm. different denominations within that. So what are your specific beliefs as an agnostic or as a Christian? I personally, I am. um, I feel like I remember seeing the squaly chart where it had like agnostic and then atheist and had all these other words for it. But um, I, I'm just, I'm agnostic. I believe there could be a potential of there is a higher power. I don't know for sure. And the reason I'm not atheist is because I don't know for sure that there is not a higher power Mm -hmm. out there. Uh, Like I said, I'd love. I I think it'd be awesome if there was, but I, I, I don't know. Um. I, I think, I don't know. So I'm just like, it's such a weird thing for me because it always kind of freaks me out because it makes me think of like, how did the world come? How do like, what happens yeah, yeah. after we die? And I'm like, Existential Ooh. crisis. <laughs> I know, I have those a lot when I think about it, but I don't know. I don't, I believe there could be something out there. I believe there couldn't be. So I'm kind of like, I don't know what's out there. So <laughs> I don't know. That's my idea. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's valid, though. That's absolutely valid. Um, For me, like I said earlier, I believe, like, something had to create everything. Um, I don't, like, think of how to put it. Um, I'm not really, like, open about being agnostic. Like, no one's ever really, like, sat down and had a conversation with me about it. Um, like when my parents know and they just kind of like roll up my, roll their eyes and I'm just like, well, I think organized religion as a whole, like what it's doing to society nowadays is not necessarily the best thing. And they're like, oh, you're just being a dumb liberal asshole. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, Ew. yeah. Um, but I, if there is a higher power, I, like I said, I think something had to create everything, but if there's a higher power, I don't believe he or she would have made mistakes like you know gay people I am bisexual like I don't think we are mistakes um and I also one thing I have with religion my probably the biggest issue I have with it is that when people are like well God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle I don't think that's true I'm getting plenty that I have not been able to handle personally Mm -hmm. and it's like stuff I would never even like ask someone else to deal with it I just right that's just, I, I think I'm going off on a different tangent, but that's like one of my major personal beliefs. Like, I don't think that is true. And I think that's very hurtful to say to certain people, especially like, it's just kind of like, to me, it's like a cop out. It's just like, well, I, I don't really want to talk about this. Like, I know you're feeling sad about something or hurt by something, but God will didn't give you anything you couldn't handle. I don't think that's true at all. Yeah. But, um, sorry, that was a tangent, but that's my whole process i think something created everything but if it's a good deity well i think it's a good deity because like we we came up with science we've been progressing like we've been making like such great strides even though like society's like gone to like hell of a handbasket in certain ways like i do legitimately believe that like we are making strides in other areas that we like that are just simply amazing so that's my spiel (laughs) that's that's interesting though because like even though you and Emily like identify the same way. Emily is very unsure, but you are very sure that there is a higher entity or I can't even say the word, but yes, 
Like that, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting to me because you wouldn't necessarily like, you don't know what someone believes until you actually sit down and talk to them about it. So that's cool. Yeah. Cause like, just to me, logically, it's just like, I don't know. Something had to create the big bang theory. Like something had to cause that. Like, I'm just a very like logically, I'm just like something has to cause something else to happen and like progress forward. So I think Maybe it's a wrong type of logic, but I just, that's how I make sense of the world, I guess, and how I, like, see myself in it. That's when I get into very existential crisis. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> like, what could that mean? Like, mm. what, is, what is out in space? How far is space? And how, like, how big is it? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think that all the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Hannah. <laughs> so um well I believe wow so uh, I obviously believe in in God and I believe that Jesus is my savior and he's my only way of getting to heaven but I also um am no longer Baptist I now go to a non-denominational church where I actually learn things for the first time because mm-hmm. as a Baptist growing up it was all the world is awful and everyone around you is awful, but you're great because you have Jesus. And it was ba- it was basically like hatred. It, it was like, nope, this is how the world is sinning. Mm-hmm. And you're fine. Um, but now going to a non-denominational church, they're like, you need to focus on you. That so we need to respect science and because it's doing much stuff like i i get so frustrated with christians who just like you know let's just sit back and not do anything and let just just god do everything Mm -hmm. and not that he's not capable but that's not his job you know um he gave us the tools to do things on our own and we need to do it and we've come so far with science and that's a huge deal um and like i i totally believe uh in the big Bang theory in that there was a big bang when God first spoke. You know, um, that's that's my joke, and it was really bad. I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, like I I le- I recently learned that um, there were that dinosaurs are real. That's not just like because I I learned in church like no, like everything you learn about science is fake. And I recently learned from. Funny school, there was like, no, dinosaurs were 100% legit. That's why we have fossils. Don't be dumb. <laughs> so it's just, um, yeah. So I, I believe in a lot of the same things. Like I believe in science. I believe in dinosaurs and not necessarily evolution or adaptation, but um, just that there's a that there's God and that there's Jesus and my relationship with Jesus is what gets me to heaven. Can I, sorry, can I add one more thing to like my beliefs that I just thought of, but like it's something I think about probably every other day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, sorry. But like, so, you know, they say like Jesus died on the cross for your sins and everything. And like, God like loves everyone, blah, blah, blah. I'm not like trying to be like, wow. about it. there's so much to say about <laughs> <Wow>. it. <laughs> Disrespect. No. <laughs> But uh, one thing I have a huge problem with when people are like, you have to live for God. Um, In my mind, I'm like, but didn't God give us all free will to like go do good things without needing him as an excuse to do good things? If that makes sense. Mm, Like you you should be doing good things for other people, not because God told you, but because you are trying to be a better person, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, sorry. Just wanted to like put that out there because that's well, something like I think about way too much. <laughs> well, on, in in my opinion, the with the free will, um, that was more for it's our choice to follow him, not mm. so much that we're slaves. Like I made right. you, so you have to love me regardless. Like the free mm. the free will was for I made you, and now it's on you. Like it's it's your choice. I can see what you're talking about because you know even at church is like. They say, well, give your 10% because the Lord is going to flip it. It's pretty much like give your money to your boyfriend so he can flip it during tax season and turn your 100 yeah. to 200. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, uh, I mean, why why, why yeah. don't we just give because we want to keep the lights on on the church? Or why don't we just give right. because we want to help fund these programs that's doing stuff? It's always got to be like a... Uh, an ATM, like a gambling system. Put your money in or yeah. uh, let's do this because, you know, the Lord will reward you. When you get to heaven, you'll get crowns with diamonds and gold and stuff on it. Why not just do it because it's just a good thing to do? It, it all A lot of times, it always has to be some grand reward um, right. when people are trying to you, get people if to, you, to be good. If you, you know? do this, and you will get this in return. Like, yeah. why can't it just do it just to do it? But but my, my church, one, one of the things that they do is they have, I think it's called benevolence, but don't quote me on that. I might be totally wrong. Okay. But um, they they have a collection for people in need in the area. Like So there's people in the church who um, are struggling financially, or maybe they have a sick relative or whatever, and mm-hmm. we have like, an offering, specific, and the money goes specifically for them. Like, okay. um, like so there are single moms in the church who need help paying, buying groceries, and we do an offering for them. So it's not just give 10% because this is what you have to do. It's also like, hey, give whatever you feel is right, whatever you're called to give. And also, the money will go towards a, a good reason. You know, but again, good is relative. Just I give. like that. I like that. And that's some, I know this is kind of awful. But I think that will also be beneficial because a lot of times people are skeptical especially our generation to give into the church mm-hmm. because we know that a lot of times these pastors are riding in bentleys and stuff while everybody else has yep. like some broken hoopties mm-hmm. and if they if they would just yep. outline the budget and how much money is coming in and where the money is being allocated i think i would be a little more comfortable giving to these churches because sometimes i'm like um yeah. i don't know what you're doing with my funds and i work hard for this oh, and it's not going to you so you know I am not comfortable when the pastor's house is nicer than the church. You know, <laughs> right. something like that. <laughs> I agree. Wow. So, Gabby, yeah. uh, you didn't actually tell what your beliefs were. You just I was going to. I was going to. I didn't get a chance. So, uh, what is it, ma'am? I'm listening. <laughs> okay. Is there such thing as a, a Christian agnostic? Because that's what I think I am. I, um, <laughs> I'm kind of just like... Chris, like I said, I've gone to a Christian school all my life. I was I was brought up in evangelical Christianity and conservatism and stuff like that. And as I get older, I started becoming more progress progressive in my faith, like Hannah. Till eventually, I was mm-hmm. like, "Hold on, I don't really know what's going on." And thankfully, we had Danielle on the show a couple months back. Unfitchristian.com, check yes, her out. I love her. Um, love her. Yes, y'all, please go join that Facebook group because I've learned so much stuff. Like they have like uh, theologians in the group, like people that went to seminary. Like these are people that mm-hmm. have read the original text and. Um, 
you know, they have all those quote unquote secret books of the Bible that aren't in the regular Bible. You know, they've read all that stuff. Uh, yeah. And so they can like really break it down to where it's like mind blowing. Like I didn't even know this stuff. Like, yeah, they they've really opened up my eyes. And um, they opened up my eyes to the fact that the concept of hell really wasn't like it wasn't even a big thing or really wasn't even believed in until like centuries after the um jesus left the earth like there there wasn't even a concept of like hell like if you don't do this you're going to hell forever and you're burning and stuff like that and i was like hold on so what's the truth like is there is christian like i don't know like i I really just don't know i I have so much learning to do like that hell thing just took me for a loop and then like this other stuff about jesus and stuff i just have a lot to learn so as of now, I'm just sticking with Christianity because it's what I know. And I'm just learning more about the world and I don't know. So I am I call myself a Christian agnostic because I don't know nothing. So <laughs> th- that's what I am for now. Well, I think learning is awesome. Like I'm, I've been a Christian my whole life and I'm learning things about, like we're, we're studying Genesis right now. I'm learning things about creation and the flood that I n- never knew. And I've been in church literally my entire life. Yes. All the positivity that we're we're giving we each other. We ain't get to fight yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Next question. That's, that's the first question. And so. No. Uh, okay. Melissa, you were talking about how your parents basically, you know, roll their eyes at you or they look at you like, uh, you're just a liberal. You're just this. You're just that. I, I want to know um, what you guys as families think about your belief. Uh, you as well, Hannah, due mm-hmm. to the fact that you said, you know, you went out of the their church and you're at a different church now. So mm-hmm. I kind of want to know, you know, what you guys, what your families think about it. So I'm starting. Yes. Uh, okay. No, we'll just go with Emily again. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Emily. So good to go totally first. okay. Totally okay. Uh, it, it's okay anyway, because I think mine will be kind of short. We don't actually really talk about religion at all in my household. Um, when we all get together for, like, holidays, my dad will say grace. He'll be like, all right, now let's say grace. Let's all hold hands. <laughs> um, and we all we all go along with it. But, you know, we don't, we don't talk about religion a lot. So I really only know where my younger sister is and, like, where she – what she believes, and that's kind of it. So, okay, okay. <laughs> out of my siblings and my parents, I, the only one I, I know is my dad and my younger sister. So. And do they have any like feedback about or or have you told them or? Um, it's it's just something that's never like come up that we talk about just because we haven't like when we went to church when I was younger, we all stopped going mostly, I think, just because no one wanted to get up early. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no one wanted to get like look fancy and go go like go out. Um, so we all just stopped going and we just don't talk about religion at my house. The only time it's ever brought up is to say grace before a meal. Um, mm. so I don't know if, I don't know if my parents know, I, I actually have no idea. Um, but my younger sister and I, we've talked about it and we're both on the same page pretty much. So yeah, okay. we just, yeah, I think this is like the first serious conversation I've had about religion in probably years. I don't know the wow. last time. Wow, that's crazy. Hashtag talk it out pod. You guys, check us out. <laughs> talk it out over here. <laughs> Go ahead, Melissa. Okay. Um, so my family is religious still, like my parents are, but like 
like I said, like when I was in beginning of high school, like a bunch of people in my family died and they just couldn't bring themselves to go back to church. They still have their beliefs and everything, but it's just, it's too hard for them to step back into a church. And like, I know the pastor that they really like to left, so they don't go and mm-hmm. they're not the type of people, I guess, to like go find a new church. They're not like that into their religion, I guess. Um, my brother, he, in college, he was part of crew. So he became more religious and that's how he met my, met my sister-in-law and she's, was also religious. She was also part of crew and their beliefs have evolved over time. Um, it's more progressive and everything. I, they still identify as Christian. I think, um, I think when they go to church, it's like a Methodist church or non-denominational. Um, I know like it's really important to my sister-in-law to go to churches that include LGBTQIA people and like all races, all whatever. So, I mean, we don't, if we're talking about it, in our household, it's probably because I drank too much and I'm like pissed about something, honestly. So I just try not to bring it up a lot. But I know also, on the other hand, my dad jokes a lot with me about like how I'm just like a darn liberal and like blah, blah, blah. But like he's also, I know he is proud that I was able to go off on my own and like develop such passionate policies that I adhere to in myself. Mm-hmm. So I know there's like some pride. There's not like total like anger and like, Oh, how did like, we didn't raise you like this, but I think he's proud that I'm like my own person as well. I think my mom is too. Um, it's just a weird kind of, cause we don't talk about it. Like I'm not going to go to church when I go home. They don't ask. So, okay. and they don't go also. Um, I just, church just makes me uncomfortable. So I think it would take a very specific and special person to, make me go to church again and not feel so out of my skin about it. Why does it make you feel uncomfortable? Um, well, I mean, the church is it, for the most part, a lot of churches are not pro choice. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge issue for me. Cause I mean, when I was going mm-hmm. through my diagnosis and like getting my genetic testing done, they told me like, well, if I got pregnant, it could be like a huge issue and I could need to abort it because it could potentially kill me. Like yeah. there's all these like hypothesis and hypotheses and everything. And that's just, I'm not going to go into an area. I mean, I know there's churches that are good, but I'm not going to go into an area that potentially like most of a con- congregation believes like my life is not as valued as an unborn child. Mm-hmm. And I just, I cannot do that to myself. That is a huge trigger for me. Um, so that's like just probably the main reason why it makes me so out, feel like out of my skin about it. Yeah. I don't even like put two and two together. Cause like, I think it took so long for me to come out to, because like I grew up in the South. Yeah. The yeah. church is not very forgiving about being any sort of gay person. So I think that's also like, I have a lot of unpacking to do with that. But I just like turned to my girlfriend who's sitting here listening. I'm like, I would go to church for you, but it would just be for you and no one else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd go That's to me. That is me. <laughs> just for you. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but I have a lot of issues with a lot of churches, but it's not the religion. It's not Christianity. It's the people in the church. It is, it is who they are. Cause a lot of times they are, they're preaching opinion and not truth. Um, like a lot of churches are, they, they say pro-life, but I think they're more pro-birth. Um, because once the child is born, they care nothing like it. They care nothing about it. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why we have so many issues with like children in 
um, the system, like children in foster care, children on the streets, you know, children, LG, LGBT, I always screw this up. <laughs> LG, <laughs> I can't do it. LGBTQIA. There we go. Yay. There you go. Um, I did it. Um, <laughs> all of those teens who end up, all those people who end up on the streets because they've been turned away from their family in the name of God. Like that mm-hmm. just crushes my heart. That is not pro-life. Um, because if they were pro-life, they would care about those teens that they just shunned out of their door. But that's just that's just my little spiel on that. <laughs> they are just pro-birth. Right, right. Uh, anyway, so um, my family, obviously, uh, they're very happy that I'm <laughs> and uh, that I agree with them religious wise. Um, but I actually just left their church um, because of the issues that I had with the people. Um, I was actually helping out the youth minister for X amount of months. And I'm listening to some of these stories I've ranted to her. I do. Yes. <laughs> but the youth, ma- the youth minister was so like backward in how he was teaching these youths. Um, my very first night uh, we had topics. Like, we, we let the kids ask questions and we would answer them. And the girls asked questions about, um, homosexuality and they ask questions about like you know social media and stuff like that and the youth minister is pretty much like um social media is for sinners and if you have a phone you know you're keeping yourself away from god because you're idolizing it and you should get away from it like you're Mm. a horrible person and i'm sitting back there again this is my very first night i'm sitting back there and i'm just like um no (laughs) <laughs> also, you advertise for the youth on social media. So what? Right, right. And then he went on to say, like, um, homosexuality is a sin and, you know, they're all horrible people. I'm just like, okay, is this really what we need to be telling these ones? Because I, I, my group of girls, like two of them were bi in my group. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting in my little circle and they're crying. And I'm just, my heart is just breaking for them because he's literally telling them you're a horrible person because of how you feel. And I just sat there and hugged them and cried. And I, I had to tell them like, no, that is, God loves you. That is, that is, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm shaking. Um, I do not, I cannot condone a person who spouts hate like that. Um, when you're supposed to be spouting love and I'm holding these teenage girls as they're crying because they were just told that they have to completely change because God hates them. And I left the church. Like it was just like a lot of stuff happened after that. Um, but you know, I, I, I eventually left the church and now I go to my own, which is more non-denominational. And um, honestly, in this, in the church I go to now, I actually notice that there are, it's more diverse. Um, mm-hmm. There are more people of color at my at the church I go to now, and the church that my um, I used to go to was very white. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and uh, not that it's anything to, to to do with what they were saying, but um, my uh, I was talking to my parents when I was about to leave the church, and um, I told them um, basically it's like going to church is like, you know, it's a, it's like a diet. Like if you eat one salad, you're not going to get skinny. just like eating one burger won't make you fat. So going to church once won't make you a good Christian, just like missing church 
a couple of times won't make you a bad person. Um, so there are, there are some days where I wake up and I am like with my social anxiety, I cannot physically handle going to church and talking to people. Hmm. So I listen to preachers, like my church has a podcast, so like they record their sermons and they release it. So I listen to that and I just have one-on-one time with God, just me. And I feel fine. Like it's not, oh my gosh, I should feel so guilty because I didn't physically go to church. Like nowhere are we supposed to like go to a physical building. We're just supposed to have community with other Christians. And sometimes with my anxiety, I just need community with God and I'm okay. okay. But you know, it's a, uh, it just varies on the day. But, um, my, my parents, they're, they're, uh, they're fine with, they're actually starting to like my new church. They've gone a couple times, um, just for various reasons. And are she talking about leaving theirs and coming to mine? Wow. So, okay. Yeah. That'd be good. And can I just say, you each Twitch sounds very hip. Like, <laughs> they quiz it and they've got a podcast. Like, what? I know. The hip and the youth. What kind of hipster <laughs> church do you go to? The youth. Yeah, the youth. <laughs> the youth. What about you, Gabby? Does your parents know or do you just kind of like hide it? Like, Ooh, bye, girl. You, guys. <laughs> you already know my mama. Oh, Lord. Go ahead and tell the podcast. Go ahead and tell. Ooh, tell. she be having these. You can't talk to her. You cannot talk to her if you have any type of opposing views, because she will mm. literally go on an hour and a half rant nonstop. And if you say any interjection like a but, it adds thirty minutes to it. So I, I don't even, I don't even <laughs> try. Like the, I the most you. I say is. I don't even I don't even try anymore. X uh KT has heard some of that stuff. Like you can't even I don't I don't I don't have time to listen to that. I have things to do. So I don't talk to her about that. Um maybe I might bring it in. Maybe if we had a little debate about politics, I might jab some in there real quick, but then you know I leave run upstairs so I ain't gotta hear it. But um yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. I really don't talk to them about Nothing like that. The only reason I'm still going to the church that I attend now is because I play the drums there and I don't want to hear my mama mouth. But as soon as I move out, <laughs> I'm not going to that church anymore because like we talked about in the unfit Christian episode, uh, Jesus loves hoes. Um, the the church or that church is so old. And when I say old, I mean, it's. Our past is like 70-something. We got some 40-year-olds. We got some 50-year-olds. We got mm. like a 30-something-year-old. But on. just You're everything is 70? so... Huh? That dude is 70? He about to be 70. Reverend about to be what? 70. Yeah. Reverend not. Retire. Anyways, he's just so traditional and it's like mm-hmm. you the, the young folks everybody that was my age we used to have a booming youth group there used to be like they used to have like busloads of kids coming in on youth night but then that that ended and everybody my age is gone every single person maybe a couple come here or there every once in a while but it's just it's old the music is old he is old the, the, the structure of the <laughs> service is old and tired. 
And it's like, did you say that you play the drums? Yes, I do play the drums. That is a that is that's incredibly incredible that they even have drums. Like I've been to old churches where they <laughs> still have piano and the hymn. <laughs> but here's the funny thing because okay, I gotta go a little bit into the story. It's not gonna be long. So my pastor is from that's fine. Go ahead. My pastor is from Uganda, right? Want. He came to Africa. I mean, he came to America in the '80s, and that's where he met hmm. my mom. Them they were like middle school, high school age. So this was the youth group he was helping to cultivate and bring bring in the church was booming and thriving it was young folks you know yada 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 they had their kids that was us but while they had us they just they just stopped evolving that was it and like now it's just like I said none of us go there anymore so it's just a lot I don't know but um yeah and I I won't like uh Melissa said these churches are just so I don't I don't like going to churches. I don't like going to churches because any moment somebody going to spew something about um abortion, any moment somebody going to say something about the gays and then I got to bounce. And so I don't I don't have time yeah. to mm-hmm. to sub, uh, subset what's the word? to put myself in that situation where I got to hear that <laughs> and I got to leave and be shamed walking in mm-hmm. walking out in the middle of the sermon. So if I'm going to get a word, I'll find it on YouTube. Or something like that, but I'm not gonna go and sit down and waste my time uh, at none of these churches, especially in the South. Like, there's one or two. The thing is, there's like one or two like LGBTQ inclusive churches, but they are also really predominantly white. And while well, there's nothing yep. wrong with white folks, I don't have time <laughs> to also deal with the racism and stuff as well. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'll just find something on YouTube. Because it's just, it's, you know. It's usually kind of, it, it makes me uncomfortable when I walk into a church and they're all white. It's like, yeah. mm, you, you're you not reaching out to everyone. You clearly don't mean everyone when you say everyone because you just mean white people. So I'm going to bounce, like you say. <laughs> well, I mean, nobody's perfect, mm-hmm. but I'm, I just want some place that I ain't going to have to walk out on, you know. Mm-hmm. I just want a place I can sit down the whole time, have a good time. You know, fellowship with uh, like-minded people and get on about my yeah. business. So, the, yeah. the problem I have with a lot of churches is that they are they're hypocrites. I mean, that's obviously like that's the main stigma mm-hmm. that Christianity has is that they're all hypocrites. But to physically see it like in person, um, like with for example, when they're when they're not inclusive, but they say Jesus loves everyone, but then you know it's all white or mm-hmm. they or gay bash, you know, stuff like that. Um, but one of the issues, that, another, like, one of the issues I have is that um, they claim that because they're Christians, they're superior. Mm-hmm. Like, people are, people are underneath us. Like, we're, you have to be better than them, you know? Right, and right. it's like, no, we are no different. We are human. We are sinners. We go through the same crap. Like, the only thing that separates us as Christians is that we believe in Jesus and that we want to spread his love. Right. Like it does not mean that we go through less trauma. It does not mean that we go through less, you know, crap in our lives. Does it mean that we can't suffer from anxiety or depression or what have you? It only means that we believe in God and that we believe that Jesus is how to get to God, but we are not superior. We are not better than anyone and no one is beneath us because they believe different. And right. when, when Christians say that in church, it makes me sick. 
And Hannah, can I ask you? That? We're going all, all off from doing whatever. No, but, yeah, it um, doesn't matter. You can edit all this if you No, I'm keeping woman. it. Don't worry about so, it. So um, <laughs> something that's interesting that I see, it's kind of like a PR tactic that's, that's used when trying to uh, quote, convert people or um, mm-hmm. proselytize to them or whatever. They tell mm-hmm. you in church, they're like, you have to be an example. So you have to pretty much be on your best behavior when you're mm. with um, people that you want to, quote, unquote, reach out to. So you're not really right. being your true self. You're putting on this facade that you get it all together so that you can be like, oh, exactly. the reason I'm like this is because of Jesus. And then it's yep. like then they come into the church and they're like, OK, what happened to this this person that you were? Because I think that's what messes it up, because we tell the folks, don't be real. We tell them yeah. that to, uh, you know, pretty much act perfect and just say, well, Jesus is mm-hmm. why I'm perfect. And then they get there and they're like, oh. none of y'all are perfect. And then that's what, you know, kind of messes them up. And and they wonder why they struggle, you know, convincing people to go to church with them. It's because they're fake. Mm-hmm. It's because they are like, toxic. oh, they are. Oh, it's so toxic. Um, ch- churches are not exempt from being toxic just ab- because churches are full of people um, right, and people are toxic. You know, it's just, um, that's, that's, that's why I struggled with Christianity my whole life is because I, I experienced uh, trauma as a child and I experienced it later on in college. And to me, I saw no one else going through that trauma. I mm. saw no one else struggling with that. No one else was struggling with anxiety. No one else was having these issues. So I felt completely left out like oh aren't you just so just full of life and joy and have no issues because you have Jesus no I am struggling so much in my life and why am I the only one going through this it Mm -hmm. wasn't until I got out of college and experienced healthy Christian friends who is like no girl I'm going through the same exact thing I am equally as screwed up if not more so like it's just that's what makes God's love so great is that he loves us even though we're messes. We're not exempt from being messes just because we have God. It's just, we are, we just are aware that we have his love. I just, we are messes. (laughs) I am a mess. We're all a mess. We're all trash. While the church is toxic uh, and you are a Christian, what do you do to confront bigotry in the church do you just you know switch churches uh, and go the other way or do you find you know educate others with my with the story i was saying with my last church with my last church i actually did stay on for several months um but in the grand scheme of things it felt like it felt like a day um i i led the eighth grade girls group and um i fought every week with the youth pastor because Mm -hmm. i wanted to um, lead a seminar, if you will, for the girls in the church of all ages. I didn't care how old they were, um, about sex. Um, Mm -hmm. because my, my girls in in my group had friends who were pregnant in eighth grade. Um, because like we talked about in our last episode, we have no sex education, like anywhere Mm -hmm. it is failing everyone. And, um, I wanted to talk to them about and about relationships and because I've been through so many um unhealthy relationships and I've been through a sexually abusive relationship and you know I went through a trauma as a child um in that category 
And um, I wanted to talk to him about it, and he would not let me. Um, and I fought with him all the time about it. And he actually gave me a book to read called Kiss Dating Goodbye. Ugh. Yeah, and I could not even read past what? the first page. Like, it is so, oh my gosh. It, this writer, he's saying how, like, he um, didn't really know how to talk to girls, so... He had his one girlfriend in high school and, you know, but they got curious about sex. So uh, they like did it a couple of times, but it felt so wrong. And so he just kind of gave it up completely and didn't date again until he met his wife. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I don't I'm sorry. I hate to interrupt you, but I actually was listening to a I don't know. I think it was on NPR. I was listening to something on NPR and the the guy who created that, Joshua Harris, was yeah. actually on the NPR show that I was listening to. And yeah. he said, hey, even though, you know, I don't really want to be saying this now, I kind of, you know, I, I don't really believe all that trash I was talking before. And, and <laughs> this book came out in like 1997. He was like, I'm so glad that so many people, you know, definitely could relate to that book and things like that. But at the same time, you know what? This book was trash and I was trash for saying this. Right. Wasn't and he like so, 19? He was like, I knew nothing about life. I knew nothing about relationships. Yeah, it made millions. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, oh, Gabby, was it you that I was listening to that? No, way? I was. I sent you the TED Talk. He was on TED Talks. Y'all check that out. He's actually on, uh, yeah, TED Talks right, on YouTube. Yeah, and he it talks was about like, the whole it was thing. good. Yeah, it was good. real good. But yeah, so that's that's the book. That's the one. Um, the guy who even regrets writing it. That's my youth pastor <laughs> was saying. You need to read this before you try and talk to the girls about that topic. They're too young for this. And I'm like, they're not too young because if we don't answer questions, they're going to go to their friends who also don't know anything because they equally have no sex education. So, right. Um, Cause obviously they're getting pregnant. <laughs> um, anyway. So I fought with him on that. And then there was, there were a couple of relationships popped up in the youth group and Matt, uh, sorry, uh, <clears throat> no name. Um, youth, the youth <laughs> pastor, uh, he verbally brought like, like he approached them and told them they were not allowed to date. And, and he was like, this is not the place for that. Like, this is about Jesus. Like, you can't focus on relationships with each other. It's about relationships with God. And I, I got so mad. And I, I told him, if we do not teach them how to have relationships in Christ, they will have the other kind. Like, we also, we have no right to tell them who they're allowed to date. Period. That is mm-hmm. their parents' job. I mean, we can tell them, hey, we would prefer if you weren't, like, hold hands, like, you know, separate yourself, like, don't kiss here, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, on a, on, a youth, on a youth trip. But we cannot tell them, you are not allowed to date this person. We are not their mama. <laughs> it is not our job. And so I did confront him several times about topics like that, about social media, about he was a hypocrite, telling them they shouldn't have phones, even though, you know, he would he would have a Facebook page for the youth group and, you know, I'd make announcements on that, you know, I'm like, pick one, you can't have both. Um, I, t- I would fight him with him about educating them about sex, you know, I'd fight, fight him about educating them about relationships and healthy relationships. And um, it just eventually became a losing battle and it became a super, super toxic place for me because um, I wasn't being fed in the church. I 
meaning like I had no relationships in the church. I was the only one of my age in that in the church. Like like seriously, the age stopped. Like there was a 17 year old, and next close person to me was 29. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was no one there that I, who I could go hang out with. It was just that's all I had there, and I started flipping away, and I started being angry at the church. And, um, I started dreading going and I, I no longer became a healthy leader for those girls because I was so angry. Mm. So that's why, that's why I left is because I, um, was being told I couldn't tell these girls the truth. Um, I would you know tell them what I believed was true and then I would get, you know, ridiculed. Like, no, you can't tell them that cause that's not what we believe, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Unfortunately, I am just one person in these I had four other leaders who disagreed with me and I just, mm. they, they, I just couldn't for my own mental health. I could not say there anymore. And I talk about an instance where like, I feel like it was okay to give up fighting. 100%. Um, so, I mean, Emily and Hannah know exactly who this person is. Um, but I had a token religious friend and I was her token agnostic liberal friend. She was a um, Republican, voted for Trump, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And we, I don't even know why we were friends for so long, honestly. Like, I'm stumped by it still. I was, I feel very stupid about it. Um, <laughs> but we, like, go hang out, like, at least once a month and, like, talk about things. Like, try and, like, understand, like, the other side's opinion and blah, blah, blah. Like, she... <laughs> I'll give you some examples because that's the examples are the real kicker here. And like, it has stuck with me for almost a year and like it sent me to a major like downward depression spiral because a person thought basically I was a subhuman. Mm-hmm. Um, so she thought that like gay people shouldn't be able to adopt children. They can get married, but they can't adopt children because it's abuse. Get out. Oh. Get I out. Wish, wish I was lying. Um, and then like, the night we had our major, because, like, I hadn't come out to her, and I never did, and fuck you if you're listening to this. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um, super fucking bitter still, but, um, so, the night we had our major falling out, like, we had a discussion about abortion, um, IVF, and something else, and, like, I was, like, arguing the point that, like, you know, if my parents, um, Cause they grew up super poor and like if they got pregnant before a point where they could financially sustain themselves and a child because like you know poverty is a cycle and it's not easy just to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and just like get the fuck out of it especially yeah. when a child's on the way I'd be like that is fine like I would not even be aware that they got rid of me like I right. would yeah. have never blamed my parents for that because obviously I wouldn't be here but like as it, I feel like a semi-logical human being. Like I understand why people do that. Mm-hmm. And she like made me sound like so suicidal. She's like, your life is worth so much more than that. Like you just don't value your life. I'm like, girl, Get I value out. my life enough. <laughs> I am great. And I know that she's not even um, listening to you. Oh, I know. I know. And then the whole other conversations about IVF, she thought it was, she's a Catholic that might put some more okay. mm-hmm. on it. Um, but like she she's against IV- all birth control. Oh Yes. Yes, thanks. <laughs> um, because she feels like sex is only for procreating and not pleasure, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but she believed IVF, like in vitro fertilization, was murder because 
you are like stimulating your reproductive organs to create eggs to like make embryos and not all those embryos get used that was the whole thing like and I'm infertile like you don't say like even if you firmly believe that you don't like I don't care like if you're religious that does not give you a free pass to be an asshole to someone Mm -hmm. so that was the end of our friendship and like that's the point where like I mean I didn't come out to her like I knew I was by at that time and I was like why am I putting myself through this friendship right um because she's never gonna see me as a human if she knew um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I think there are points when like you have tried so much where it is okay to give up because they they are a lost cause legitimately. Like they are yes. going to believe what they believe, and nothing is going to change your mind. And they are going to continue going through life believing that they are a gu- good human, like mm-hmm. doing the Lord's work, which is actually yep. what they're doing is not the Lord's work. He'd be like, "No, nah, man, don't do that." <laughs> yeah. Ugh, so. It's just. That is not the Lord's work. <laughs> that is, ugh. Sorry, um, that was a tangent, but no, I wanted to no, that was a good point story. that out. I think it's 100% okay, especially if it's, like, killing you on the inside. Just don't do it. It's not yeah, worth it, it. Exactly. See, it works on both sides. Like, it when ultimately, like, I know that we care about how other people believe because, I mean, it's, it's a huge deal, especially with our world today, that they're acting on what they, they believe and doing something about it and voting and going on marches, you know, and so on and so forth both you know um my side as a christian her side as an agnostic they're both so important because when it comes down to it your health is more important than the other person agreeing with you yeah so like you said like it eventually became a a lost cause like for your your mental health for what was how you were feeling and same way in the situation i was in like both of us had to get out because it was an unhealthy friendship, relationship, what have you. Um, and we're going to close with the question, um, will Christianity become vintage or obsolete? Do you guys think so? And go ahead, Emily, you can go first. I, I don't think so. Um, well, yes, I do think a lot, like uh, the youths, the youths. Uh, the youths. <laughs> yeah, like part of what I see anyway, like the youths are becoming agnostic or atheist um i i don't think it'll go away i mean it's existed for hundreds of years and you know people want to believe in something and i think it's a whole like like when done night i don't think it's wrong like i don't i don't think it's wrong to believe in god and do all those like go to church and whatnot so i don't think it'll go in okay my two cents um i think I don't think it's going to go away. Um, I hope in my lifetime that it will evolve enough to where like it, the church is more accepting and yeah. like, cause change is okay. Change is a good thing. Like that is how we progress as a society. Um, my girlfriend and I were talking about it and like, she's like a super duper great Christian and a great person. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's like, I honestly, before I met her, I was like, I'm never going to date a religious person. I can't do this. <laughs> and here we are today. Um, but I think as long as, like, there are people fighting for change within the church and religion as a whole, because it's not just Christianity. Like, I think all religions have some, like, pretty crappy parts about it. Cause yeah, of course. Yeah. They're all kind of the same in certain ways. Um, but I, I am hopeful um, that it will change and, like, people will go back to the church because they so choose to, not because they're forced to for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, so I can never, like... <sighs> 
say what I'm thinking, but I like whenever you talk, I'm like, yes, yes. I'm just so eloquent, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I agree. Um, Yeah, I I definitely don't think it'll become vintage or obsolete, but um, I do think that there needs to be a lot of changes because I am a strong believer in the separation between church and state. Um, Like Mm -hmm. I am like, I am all for people becoming Christians. Like I am, I want people to become Christians, obviously. However, I do not believe in enacting laws and doing things politically to do that. Like Mm -hmm. that's not the place to do that. I am, I'm not against, I mean, I'm sorry. I am not for, um, Republicans doing anything politically in the name of God because that's not the place for it. That's what we have in the Constitution: separation of church and state. It's not that freaking hard. Yeah. Um. So, uh, like, I'm a progressive Christian. I'm a Democrat. You know, whatever. Um. But, um. Uh, wow. Completely just lost my train of thought. It just went off the rails. It's just gone. Um. <laughs> sorry. Uh, oh. While uh while I I hope um the never see Christianity become vintage or obsolete. I do hope that conservative Republicans do become obsolete. You know, yeah. that would be awesome. <laughs> see conservative Republicans become vintage. I should deal with that. That'd be a, that'd be a good day in my book. What about you, Gabby? What'd you think? <sighs> well, I say this, um, Christianity has been out, I mean, when was it, 2,000-something years ago. As far as Christianity in itself, that isn't going away. But Mm -hmm. definitely, it's definitely progressing. Like, just look at us. I mean, most people our age, we're not afraid to talk critically about religion. Even Christians, we're not afraid to tackle and think about, like, okay, why are we... Why do we believe this or um, critiquing things that are wrong in religion? Like, I feel like my parents age, it was you just accepted and then it's just that on that. And, you know, it is what it is. Free thinking yeah. wasn't really they, they didn't talk. It wasn't like, OK, is this really real? Because, you know, it'll, you'll be shunned. But now I think our generation is we're just more progressive. So hopefully yeah. if, if we keep the fire burning and we teach our children and this that and the other christianity will stop being this huge capitalistic uh thing that it is now which has infiltrated government and done all these these Mm. terrible things so Mm -mm -mm. definitely this mainstream evangelical christianity i'm hoping that it will eventually be a thing of the past and yes you know the way things are looking hopefully that's the way it's gonna be so we can only hope and just do the best we can to make sure that becomes reality yes and think seriously thank you all for inviting us here and and talking about this because this is the first time in my entire life i think i have ever talked with this many people who had different beliefs of me than me wow um yeah like i said i grew up in christian i grew up in a christian environment so i never had the opportunity but this was awesome yeah thank you absolutely uh i haven't i I don't want to close this yet i didn't actually provide my (laughs) (laughs) will christianity eventually become obsolete um such a hard question for me at least um and i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go off the rail here i'm gonna say yeah i think that 
everything uh, evolves. I think everything changes. Um, eventually, as Gabby was saying, uh, Christianity will no longer be infiltrated in our governments. Um, yes. Eventually, fingers crossed. We will, mm-hmm. you know, not have to deal with these type of things, uh, whether it's Republicans or Democrats. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Whether it's your mom or your dad, eventually, I, I don't think. I don't think that it. Maybe it won't be such a big deal, but I think it will be so vintage that people will look back and be like, oh, okay, that's kind of like the, you know, iPhone first generation. Um, no one wants it, and um, it's so old you can't even use it. But, you know, that's just my opinion on it. Um, so I think, yeah, that's it. Gabby, you want to go ahead and close us up? <laughs> wait, well, thank, wait, we got to thank him first. Thank you, lighting myself on fire for thank coming you, on the show. <laughs> Even though I my, I was asleep and I overslept. I'm sorry. Um, and then it took me five more hours to pull everything up. But, you know, <laughs> we got a good episode out of it. So, um, And nope, you're going to hell. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so thank Just you so much, uh, ladies, for coming on. We, every time y'all come on here, we have such a good conversation and we know this is going to help a lot of people because a lot of people might be struggling with their faith or they might be, you know, they just don't know what's going on. So hopefully this can help them start conversations with themselves and their family. So you never know. And um, lighting myself on fire, can you please uh, tell everybody where they can find you again and listen to your podcast? Emily, go for it. <laughs> All right. Just like I can do this, guys. I can do this. Well, we are Lighting Myself on Fire podcast. You can find us on Facebook. I always forget Facebook, but it's facebook.com slash Lighting Myself on Fire. Yes. Yes, <laughs> Lighting Myself on Fire. Uh, Twitter at LMOF podcast, podcast. Instagram at Lighting Myself on Fire podcast. Yeah. Ooh, email, lighting Myself on Fire. Lighting Myself on Fire oh. podcast at gmail.com. Email. <laughs> email. <laughs> Yeah, as a reminder, you guys can always, uh, what is that, our merch. You guys can always check out our merch on tilpodcast.com slash shop, uh, as well as tpublic, t.vic, and that's p-u-b slash l-i-c slash talk shop. Or you can just search talk shop. I can't Mm. even say it myself, so good luck. I am wearing their merch right now, the Girl Power shirt. Yeah, Twelve out of ten would recommend. Yes. yes. Thank you so much for buying our shirt. We definitely appreciate you. More designs I coming love, soon. I wore to the march today. I'm like, Girl Power. Yay. Yes. Represent. <laughs> talk it out. Yes. With all those people. Yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> Marketing. We should pay you. No. Right. Five, I mean, I five dollars. That's all we get. <laughs> Oh, we'll pay you till the PayPal account is up. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all. We got that uh, pass and tampon drive coming up starting April 1st. We will have all the Ooh. info on our social media pages. But we're going to do that again. We're teaming up with Sister Supply, which distributes pads, tampons, and other feminine hygiene products to uh, women or whoever needs it in need uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. So we'll get that information out there. And don't forget to hit us up on social media, Facebook at Talk It Out Podcast, Instagram at Talk It Out Podcast, Twitter at Talk It Out underscore pod. 
Um, share this episode with your friends. Use the hashtag TalkItOutPod. Let us know what you think and go and make sure you follow Lighting Myself on Fire podcast. This has been your girl, Gabby. And Kate. And Lighting Myself on Fire, girls. And this has been Talk It Out podcast. Talk it out. Bye. Talk it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah.